We meet in the presence of God who knows our needs, who hears our cries, feels our pain, and heals our wounds. Blessed are you, Lord God, of all creation. To you be praise and glory forever. Through baptism, we become members, one with another and one with Christ. Members of a company of saints whose communion with God transcends death. All together, as we bring before you our loss, our fears, our anxiety, strengthen us by your grace. Renew us in your faith and enfold us in your love. Lord God, the maker and redeemer of all, as we come before you in grief and in praise, with brokenness and with thanksgiving, we are attentive to your voice. Speak words of life that we may be filled with the hope of your kingdom through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. Let's all join together in in an All Saints hymn. Never 
Amen. I'm going to invite uh, Margaret to come up and help me as um, we take this time uh, to remember uh, the saints who uh, folks have uh, especially want us to remember and that we will name today. Uh, you'll have a, a chance later during communion uh, to light candles on the side in remembrance of folks that you have lost or that you just want to remember and name in your heart, and we'll give you that opportunity up here also on this day. Uh, but uh, let me begin by, by offering this prayer. Compassionate God, we read in the Psalms that you are near to the broken heart. We hold fast to this promise because um, there are times when we feel this brokenness and our spirits ache. Our grieving hearts are in need of mending. On this all-day, saints, we, um, we come to name the names of those that we love and that those we miss. Uh, we say their names and we light these candles because we know that you are as near to us in our grief and our loved ones as you are in the good times. And we are reminded of your love for us. And so, we light a candle for Daryl Hain. Stir up in our minds beautiful memories of Daryl this day as the flame on this candle um, shares its warmth and light, we ask that you would use this time uh, that we might remember Daryl with a warmth this day. Charles Ocker. We light this candle for Charles. Stir up in our minds memories of Charles this day. May this flame of this candle remind us of the light that he brought into the lives of folks in this community and of his family. We light a candle for John Robinson. Stir up in our minds memories of John this day. Indeed, as we see the flame, may we remember the example of his life in the lives of his community and in the lives of his family. We light a candle for Robert Moore. Store up memories of Robert in the hearts of family and friends this day. As we see this flame, may we be reminded of Robert and the good that he has done in this world. May we be reminded of the difference he has made in the lives of his family and friends. We light a candle for David Goodwin. As we light this candle, may we be reminded of David and the impact that he's had on this community um, and, and really throughout Northwest Missouri. May we uh, be reminded of his goodness and his faithfulness. Um, may you warm the hearts of his family and friends this day. We light a candle for Marguerite Hart Hawk. Indeed, stir up memories of Marguerite this day. 
as we see the flames of the candle that is lit, may we be reminded of the light that she shined into the world. May we be reminded of her life and the good things that she contributed to family and friends and community. We light a light for Carolyn Kunkel. Stir up in the minds of family and friends this day as they join online or whether they are here, um, memories of Carolyn. And indeed, as we see the flames of this candle, may we be reminded of her beauty, of her warmth, uh, of the difference that she made in the lives of people in her community. We light a candle for Randy Urich. Stir up in our minds a memories of this pastor. Um, memories of those who join us online. As we light this flame, may we be remember, reminded uh, of all pastors and the light that they seek, seek to bring into their community and uh, the care that they offer for um, their parishioners. May we be reminded of the difference that Randy made in the life of people in Morrisville, in the life of his family and friends. We light a candle for Virginia Hoffman. Stir up in us memories of, of Virginia memories of her participation in this congregation and in this community and her support and, uh, uh, of Dawn. Um, may we hold those memories dear. And as we see the flame of this candle, may we celebrate the light that she was in this community, in the lives of the many that she touched throughout her life. May we never forget those. We light a candle for the many lives that have been lost, over 500,000 in the U.S., over 4.5 million in the world over these last 18 months as we have um, sought to survive and to weather this pandemic. Stir up in our minds the memories of those folks that we know whose names may not have been mentioned but we have lost this year. Stir up memories in our hearts or stir up um, in our hearts a deep affection for those who have lost loved ones. As we see this light, may we seek to never take death for granted. May we seek to never have it touch our, or, or to always touch our souls. We light a candle for the unspoken names that have not been mentioned that just may, uh, that folks just may have forgotten or just on folks' hearts that they do not. We, we light a candle for all the unspoken names of folks who have been lost um, to this congregation and, and to the families of this congregation. Stir up in the minds of, of each of those families uh, wonderful memories of the folks that they ha have lost. 
And as we light the candle and we see the flames of the candle, may we hold on to the hope that comes through Christ. And finally, we light a light, not just for the people that we have lost, but for the losses that we have experienced, for the things that have come to an end in this season, for um, those things that we still grieve because um, things are not back to normal, or we have just lost certain aspects of, of our life as it used to be. Help us to name and acknowledge those losses this day. Stir up in us the hope to move forward in the light of Christ as we see this candle this day. Indeed, as we see the flames of all these candles burning, may we be reminded not just of the folks that we have named or the folks that have come to our mind, but may we be reminded of all the saints of the church that have gone before us. May we be reminded of all of those who have made a difference in our lives, who have made a difference in this congregation and in this community. May we be reminded of the goodness of Christ that has been reflected in the saints of this community and in the saints of the families of the folks who are gathered here. And may we never lose hope. In Christ's name, and all God's people said, Amen. Thank you, Margaret. All Saints Day is a good day that invites us to, to grieve and to lament. It's a day, uh, you know, often in the world when it comes to, to grief and mourning, we are encouraged to get through it quickly, uh, to, to go to a memorial service and then to get on with life as if uh, grieving is just some momentary thing. And yet, All Saints Day invites us on this day to enter into our grief, to acknowledge our losses. It may even invite us to have a good cry. I don't know. Uh, but to cry is human indeed. In fact, you know, uh, when we enter into the world, we enter into the world with a cry. You all may not remember that. I, re I remember my first cry. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I remember saying, oh my goodness, no. Um, I've got to enter into this broken and ugly world. I'd much prefer to stay in the protected, uh, safe, warm womb of my mother. I have to come into this world? No wonder we cry in that moment. And yet, uh, we cry and we pour out our grief through life, do we not? Maybe we don't do that as well um, in the Western world. Uh, but we, we cry in our grief. And in fact, there is this prayer language that has really been lost on our modern world. It's found in Scripture. It's called a lament. Um, the Psalms are full of them. About a third of the Psalms are actually uh, laments. Um, and, and there's a whole book called Lamentations. Uh, where the prophet Jeremiah weeps over Jerusalem and the destruction of Jerusalem and the feeling that God has abandoned them and weeps because he sees the burned up city uh, that God had so much hopes for. 
And we see in the New Testament, we see Jesus lament, especially in the last weeks and days of his life, as he he looks at what's going on, as he sees the people who are rejecting his message, and his heart is broken. Because the light that he has brought into the world, still um, he still sees people choosing to live in the darkness. And he laments and he aches because of the death and the destruction and the violence he sees. And yet his confidence is in God. I thought I'd just read a couple of, uh, uh, of passages of the Psalms that are laments to just give us an idea. I think sometimes we shy away from these uh, Psalms because we're not sure what to do with them because the author of the Psalm, his emotions, his feelings are, are, are out there and sometimes they make us feel uncomfortable. But, but here this lament from Psalm 77, this is a lament Um, during the time of Jerusalem's exile. I cry out loud to God, out loud to God so that He can hear me. During the day when I'm in trouble, I look for the Lord. At night, my hands are still outstretched and, and don't grow numb. My whole being refuses to be comforted. I remember God and I moan, I complain, and my spirit grows tired. You've kept my eyelids from closing. I'm so upset I can't even speak. I think about days long past. I remember years that seem an eternity in the past. I meditate with my heart at night. I complain and my spirit still keeps searching. Will my Lord reject me forever? Will he never be pleased again? Has his faithful love come to a complete end? Is his promise over for future generations? Has God forgotten how to be gracious? Has he angrily stopped up his compassion? It's my misfortune, I thought, that the strong hand of the Most High is different now. But I will remember the Lord's deeds. Yes, I will remember your wondrous acts from times long past. I will meditate on all your works. I will ponder your deeds. God, your way is holiness. Who is as great a God as you, God? You are the God who works wonders. You have demonstrated your strength among all peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeemed your people, redeemed the children of Jacob and Joseph. The waters saw you, God. The waters saw you and reeled. Even the deep depths shook. The clouds poured water. The skies cracked thunder. Your arrows were flying around. The crash of your thunder was in the swirling storm. Lightning lit up the whole world. The earth shook and quaked. Your way went straight through the sea. Your pathways went right through the mighty waters. But your footprints left no trace. You led your people like sheep under the care of Moses and Aaron. And then a shorter psalm, Psalm 13, a psalm of David. Again, you hear this anguish of the lamentor. And yet in the midst of the uh, the anguish, you also hear the hope. How long will you forget me, Lord? Forever? 
How long will you hide your face from me? How long will I be left to my own wits, agony filling my heart daily? How long will my enemy keep defeating me? Look at me, answer me, Lord my God. Restore my sight, restore sight to my eyes. Otherwise, I'll sleep the sleep of death and my enemies will say, I won. My foes will rejoice over my downfall. But I have trusted in your faithful love. My heart will rejoice in your salvation. Yes, I will sing to the Lord because he has been good to me. These, we're not sure what to do with these laments. And we're not sure how we are called to participate. And yet if we pay attention to these psalms, we see uh, that the one who is lamenting is not just expressing uh, some sense of sorrow. They're not just venting their emotions. Sometimes I think we read them and that's what we think. Uh, the whole purpose is not just for them to, to vent their anger or to express their emotions or just to let it all out. Uh, but it is indeed to pour out their frustrations and their fears and to lay them before God. It is for the purpose of helping to renew their confidence in God. If we pay attention to all of these laments, they may be, begin with these, these cries of complaints and hurt and, and sorrow because they come from people who are in places that are difficult in places where the hurt is very real and the brokenness is very real. They are ever aware of what is not right in the world. And they cry out to God, not just in anger, but they cry out to God because when they look around, they know that the world is not the way God intended it to be. They know that God is a God who comes to rescue, that God is a God who desires good and goodness. And so they know that God must not want the world the way it is. And so they cry out to God, naming all the things that they experience and the loss and the grief and their frustrations and their fears in confidence that God hears them. In confidence that God will respond. You see, when our pain is so deep, when our awareness of the world's brokenness is so deep and we seem overwhelmed and we seem overpowered and we're not sure where to begin or whether we can even go forward, uh, the lamenter reminds us that the first place to start is to turn to God, to choose to talk to God rather than giving in to the temptation to run away from God. I don't know how many people uh, that I come across that in the midst of difficulty, they stop coming to church, they stop being around the community of God uh, because uh, they are so mad about the circumstances uh, that they want to distance themselves from God rather than running to God. And the lamenter reminds us no matter how deep our hurt and our pain and our sorrow is, no matter whether or not we think that it is caused by God or by something else, they turn to God. And they choose to cry out to God, to name their complaints and their struggles and everything that is going on, pouring out all that hurts within their lives. 
I just wonder in our day and time. I just wonder, after all that we have experienced in the last 18 to 24 months, I just wonder how much of our hurts and our sorrows are so buried within us because we have refused to acknowledge them. We have just absorbed them and think that we can go on in the world. I look around and and I see what's going on and I fear that that's what's happening because you know what happens when we fail to mourn, when we fail to acknowledge our losses, when we fail to reach out to God and to name them, we become a bitter people. We become a people who are just perpetually angry with what's going on and we don't even know why. We, we look around and we see things and we just get angry. Or we just get bitter. Or we just try to sweep it under the rug and deny that anything is wrong. See, the lamenter challenges us. Challenges us to acknowledge our losses to walk through the sea challenges us to look to God, to name God, to name the losses that we have experienced. And to trust that despite the fact that we we see the world's brokenness, we experience the the world's brokenness, we look at the world and we we see pain and violence and hatred everywhere. We look, we see destruction and we see brokenness and we think that the whole world is going to crumble around us. That we can still turn to God. Cry out in our brokenness. And allow God to renew our confidence and to restore our faith. So that we might not just um, complain and list and talk about our losses, but so we might move into the future so that we might go forth into the world. Not overwhelmed, but knowing that God is still at work. Even when we don't see his footprints and we wonder where that might be, we can know that God is at work, working, working to set the world aright, looking to call people like you and I to live and to love like Jesus so that we might make a difference in the lives of other people, so that we might create a world and a space where people might flourish in their relationship with God and each other. And so on this Sunday, on this Sunday, let us turn to God. Let us boldly cry out to God with those things that uh, we still are struggling with and the pains and the sorrows and the fears and the frustrations and the unknowns that we have. Let us just tell them to God. And then let us boldly call out for God's help because we know that God does not want the world to be this way. And in doing so, let us renew our confidence in God. And let us once again boldly state that we will trust in God.
Amen. Now, if our band will come forward, we're going to sing a, a song. Um, congregation is invited to join along. And then we're going to participate in the great Thanksgiving. But as you hear this song, I just invite you um, to have these be uh, words of, uh, of your conversation with God this day. Let's all stand and join our voices together. I came to you with my heart in pieces and found the God with healing in his hands. I turned to you, put everything behind me and found the God who makes all things new. I look to you, drowning in my questions, and found the God who holds all wisdom. And I trusted you and stepped out on the ocean. You caught my hand among the waves Cause you're the God of all my days Each step I take You make a way And I will give you all my praise My seasons change You stay You're the God of all my days. I ran from you and wandered in the shadows and found the God relentlessly pursues I hid from you haunted by my failure and found the God whose grace still covers me I fell on you when I was at my weakest and found the God the lifter of my head. I've worshipped you and felt you right beside me. You're the reason that I sing. Cause you're the God of all my days. Each step I take, you make a way. I will give you all my praise. My seasons change. You stay the same. 
you're the God of all my days. In my worry, God, you are my stillness. In my searching, God, you are my answers. In my blindness, God, you are my vision. In my bondage, God, you are my freedom. In my weakness, God, you are my power. You're the reason that I sing, because you're the God of all my seated. Now I invite you to join me in the great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You have given the spirit of wisdom and revelation to all who know you. With the eyes of our hearts enlightened, we know the hope to which we are called. And so with all your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. Indeed, he blessed the poor and the hungry. He blessed those who who mourned, promising the fulfillment of his kingdom to the brokenhearted. Promising uh, that those who sought after righteousness would not be disappointed if they followed him. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church. You delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and you made with us a new covenant by water and by spirit. On the night in which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took the bread, gave thanks to you, broke it. Gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After the supper, 
He took the cup again. He gave thanks. He said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink in remembrance of me. And so it is in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the great mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon those gathered here, upon those uh, gathered across the internet in worship. Uh, Pour out your Holy Spirit upon this gift of bread and cup that they may be for us the body and blood of Christ so that we might be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by His blood, filled with His Holy Spirit, even in the midst of struggles and turmoils, trusting you and holding on to the hope of your promises and your presence. Indeed, by your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to the whole world until Christ comes in final victory and we join him in that heavenly feast. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with your Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory be yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Gracious God, we give thanks for this wonderful mystery in which you share yourself in ways that go beyond words. Indeed, as we have once again received the bread and the cup, may we know that we have received your spirit afresh and anew in the deepest depths of our soul. May that same spirit heal us and mend us Drive out our bitterness and our anger and replace it with your love so that we might go forth from here to reflect your love and your grace in a world that is hurting and broken and needs more than anything else to know that you are a God of love who loves and embraces all people. Send us forth in your name to live and to love like Jesus to make a difference in the lives of people in our community and throughout the world. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.